Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now. Uh, just before we get to David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, into our Ashley Fine Floors text line, one of our uh, funniest texters is Jason from the thriving metropolis of Sangudo, who I will be passing uh, on the way because I think I'm going to take the family on a little short uh, two-day excursion, uh, three-hour tour, three-hour tour. It'll be a, a two-day tour coming up uh, next weekend. But uh, this text comes in. I, I mentioned the fact the older you get, the more you realize, the less you know. And Jason from Sangudo says, no, Bob, when you get older, you still do stupid stuff. You're just way slower in doing so. So there you go. Um Again, you can uh, text about it. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> got lots of texts coming in all over the map. But at this time, back to the show we go with the cult of hockey's David Staples, who got bumped yesterday for Dave Tippett, the Oilers head coach. Hello, David. How you doing? Good. That was a very wise comment from Jason from Sangudo. That you get a little slower doing stupid stuff, <laughs> but you still do stupid stuff once in a while? Oh, yeah. It's really a benefit to, to just move more slowly in your stupidity. Yes. <laughs> Cause well, a lot less harm. There's a, uh, uh, what was the Robert Duvall, Sean Penn uh, movie about uh, police officers? Oh, Robert somebody, Duvall. Oh, I think Robert, I'm that. I can't remember, Bob. Robert Duvall, Sean Penn. Somebody text us right now on our Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line. It's it's something to do with about an old bull and a young bull at the top of a hill. People know. Oh, I they, know that story. Let's yes, talk, yeah. you know that story. That's as far as we can go with that story. But I, I, let's see how long it takes somebody to uh, give us the uh, the combination of uh, two uh, Oscar award winning actors. Colors. Colors. There you go. And you yes, it. you oh you googled it on the fly. That's very impressive. Yeah. All right. Oh, there you go. Hey, uh, look, uh, very quickly, uh, and again, we'll have ongoing COVID-19 pandemic coverage today. Uh, 
as well as uh, more uh, regarding policing. In fact, speaking of the police, Edmonton Police Service Chief Dale McPhee, a former Western Hockey League player, will join Jalen and I today at 210. They'll discuss the death of George Floyd, ongoing protests, and how communities in central Alberta can come together in times like these to foster change and communicate what needs to be done moving forward. David Staples, you are the COVID-19 writer for the Edmonton Journal. You're the guy that's uh, got a lot of information for people. You have a slightly different perspective, and maybe it corresponds to Alberta's handling of the situation than maybe some of your the more left-leaning uh, writer brethren that are out in uh, provinces like uh, Ontario. But just educate our listeners, how's it going right now with COVID-19 and the pandemic in Alberta? Well, Bob, it's going extremely well. I think, uh, I mean, I just go by the data like I try to do in, in hockey. I mean, you can, can't can tell from the eye test about COVID, but unless you have someone in your house. But, I mean, when you look at the numbers for COVID, um, Ontario has five times the death rate as Alberta. Quebec has more than 15 times the death rate. I mean, Quebec's death rate is it's as high, as, high as almost anywhere in the world. Alberta, we're, the, we're tied with BC, and BC's been getting a lot of credit for their handling of COVID, and I think justifiably so. But I, I would expand that. I think uh, the team of Hinshaw and Kenny have done a great job here in Alberta, and Albertans have done a great job. Um, we've all done a really good job of socially distancing, I think, and, and I expect that we would. I think we're kind of a diligent people. That's what I notice about Albertans. And, uh, you know, we get things done. We get stuff done, and we're getting it done on this population density could help out i mean again there's some we've had a, probably a little bit of good luck as well david i think you probably agree with that i, I you yeah. know i'm but but saying that you know i mean the numbers uh you know the numbers are the numbers just in the last two days in quebec 172 deaths which is north of the numbers in the province of bc and alberta total uh over the the last what 11 weeks or so of the pandemics i guess uh, we got shut down 11 weeks ago today so there there we go uh do you have any insight at all, at all as to when the next sort of opening up stage is going to occur for our listeners out there uh well i interviewed kenny the premier on uh tuesday and he was saying that they that we're going to meet the emergency cabinet meeting was going to meet that night and make a call so they're saying they're making their decision on monday and there's he's he said then and has hinted then since then that it's going to things are going to open up earlier than expected in phase two i think it is um so not june 19th probably june 12th 13th 14th something in there we're going to see some some reopening and i think the next round was things like personal services like manicures and pedicures and other things that people get things like that and movie theaters uh will be on the list i believe and maybe some sporting activities for kids which would be very welcome I mentioned earlier in the show that the Texas Governor uh, Abbott, the one that was uh, criticized heavily uh, for some of his uh, views on on wanting to live your life. Uh, anyhow, uh, he said today that his expectation will be that uh, sports stadiums will be at least 50% full uh, here shortly. I, I would assume by wow. uh, the fall, by the fall for college, uh, for college and uh, potentially pro football. I mean, and I think it's fair to say that. Some parts of the southern U.S. have maybe a little bit different philosophical outlook than a lot of Canada. So that, that's, that was a pretty interesting comment. All right, let's switch focus. Dave Tippett was on yesterday. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers get 
They get the Chicago Blackhawks, which is far from an ideal series. I think we can agree on that. Um, give me a, a rip, first of all, on, uh, you know, before we get to that, do you think there are, I mean, nine games total for both Athanasiu and for Tyler Ennis. Is it tough to ju- uh, judge who was a winner or a loser in the trade deadline? I think it's, well, of course, the, the traditional time you judge that, Bob, like the best time to judge it is when the playoffs are over because then you see how it's all played out. Uh, you can kind of look at early returns, though, and make an assessment on who, who were the winners and losers of the whole thing. And it's, and it's kind of a, a, a weird list when you do that. And I would have the Oilers as one of the more kind of middle, I think the NS, you know, the early return is NS really looked good. Uh, in his time here. He looked like he may be able to fit in on McDavid's line, and, and actually I'd like to see him get first crack at that in the playoffs on the wing with Cassian. Uh, Athanasiu, I, you know, he could come up, maybe he's going to come up big, fi- finally find a home for himself on a line in the playoffs and do well, but overall I think the Oilers are, are kind of in the middle. And I hate to say this, Bob, and I, and I really do because I'm an Oilers fan and I write as a fan, but it's a bunch of Western Conference teams mainly that, that like they're the early years of the trick. David, you're breaking up there. Can, can we get you to a different part of the house? Just keep yeah, a, just a little bit elsewhere. Maybe yeah, now. okay. You 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 move you move for ten seconds, and uh, and I'll do a little bit of fill here again. Right. You can, you can so you're I better. would say that. Yep, go is for that it. Better. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I would say that Vegas. Uh, Vegas is the win so far that I've seen from the trade deadline, and I and I'm saying this pains me as an Oilers fan. Because the teams that look like they won are Vegas, Winnipeg, Vancouver picked up Tyler Toffoli, 10 points in 10 games. Winnipeg picked up Dylan DeMello and Cody Aiken, who both made solid contributions so far. And Vegas got Alex Martinez and Robin Leonard. Now, Martinez has eight points in 10 games uh, that he played for Vegas. So that's not good news. The teams, and, and then there's Arizona, Bob. They were going to miss the playoffs. Their whole bet, they were probably going to miss their playoffs. Their whole bet on Taylor Hall is going to blow up in their face, and now they get to have Taylor Hall in the play-on round, uh, showing what he can do in the playoffs for the Coyotes. So they're in, they're, they were looking like they were going to be a huge win, loser. Now they're a big winner. Yeah, it definitely changed. Uh, David, this text comes in saying, group gatherings of over 50 people illegal. However, if we're allowed to protest, so if I was to say, says the texter, say fine, 15,000 people that want to protest the Oilers playing hockey, would I be allowed to do a sit-in protest during the entire duration of every game so that our voices are heard? Just wondering. Laugh out loud. Obviously, the, the texters are having a little bit of fun. Uh, I think we're a little ways away from that. Jonathan Tays. Uh, by the way, if I was uh, Chicago, I, I would I would not have Taze and Kane play on the same line. In fact, they've been split up a lot this year. And I would have Taze go against Drysettle. I'm going to play Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with Drysettle, and I would have Taze go against that line, and then I'd go Kane against McDavid's line. But I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, Jonathan Taze and a difficult matchup versus the Oilers. Well, I was going over the numbers, and I was shocked to see one number in particular, that it even strength this year. Jonathan Caves had uh, more points per 60 minutes of even strength play than did Connor McDavid at even strength. What's well, in a huge lead over McDavid? But that, you know, McDavid had 97 points and Caves had 60. But Caves got almost nothing done on the uh, power play. But he, at even strength, that guy still had a great offensive year. 
So he is a worrisome, you know, I'm very worried about these veteran players uh, in a short series, a lot to prove. Chicago hasn't had any playoff success in four years. Um, I'm worried about uh, the motivation and drive and know-how these guys are going to bring right now. Bob, their best line this year was Kane, Caves, and Kubalik. They only played together for a short amount of time, um, 100 minutes even strength, but they had a 71% goals for percentage. So that's right up there with the dry side of line. So I don't know if they're going to put all the eggs in one basket and go with that. I suspect they won't, but that is a, that's an absolutely devastating killer line that they can put together. Um, but they didn't show much incl- inclination to use it. I would like to see, see a Riley Shea's line actually go up against Jonathan Taves. I think that would be if if that's if um, Tippett can get that matchup, then he can put McDavid and Drysaddle. Who do you have on left? Who do you have on left wing playing with uh, Shane and Archibald? Oh, uh, definitely uh, Joachim Nygaard. That Nygaard. when that put together in January. They had real success, uh, both attacking and defensively. And and Shane, I think, needs. Uh, he's not a fast player himself, but he, when he plays with speedy aggressive, uh, it's it, it seems like that's kind of the formula that works for him best. Yeah, uh, I just I look at the fact that they traded away Ath- or uh, Anisimov, uh, yeah. Chicago did, and. And Nisimov was part of the reason why Dylan Strom was so successful because he had Taze and Nisimov, and they basically gave the easiest defense pairing against uh, Dylan Strom's line in the back half of last year, and he just crushed it. And they couldn't shelter him as much this year without Anisimov. And I have to think that Edmonton has to capitalize on that with having McDavid and Drysettle as your top two centers. Like, you've got to win. Uh, Taze can't go up against both of those guys. You know what I'm saying, David? Yeah, and and Debrinket also had a really weak year scoring. Right, um, but he was tied and I don't know why. He was t- well. He was he played with Strom all of the back half last year, and that was part of the reason why those guys killed it together. Now, why are you so high on Ian Mitchell? <laughs> you mentioned him a couple times. Well, Bobby, he 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 was a really strong player for Team Canada at the World Junior Tournament. He was a, uh, almost a point per game player coming out of college. And so Chicago traded away uh, Eric Gustafson, an offensive defenseman, and I think it was to make room for Mitchell and, and Boksist, Adam Boksist, yeah. in their lineup. So they have signed Mitchell uh, out of the University of Colorado. He's from St. Albert. He's just, a, you know, he was considered uh, the top prospect in the Chicago uh, whole Chicago system outside the NHL. Uh, all their young players. Now they have a lot of young players in the NHL, but uh, he's the guy they, they've counted on most. Are you thinking he can make an impact? Like, by the way, it, now is when they signed him, did they sign him? I haven't checked his contract. Did they sign him for the rest of the nineteen twenty season? There's a question whether he can play or not in the playoffs. It still has to be resolved there you go. Uh, by the NHL. But you know, he's got the same numbers as Will Butcher coming out of. Um, yeah. Coming out of Colorado, same thing. All right, full, full disclosure, I think he's a great second-round pick. I yeah. am completely confident that he's going to play because defensemen of his stature and size can play. Uh, you know, he played last year in the national championships for Denver uh, under David Carl. They had, frankly, this year, uh, in many respects, a better, you know, yeah, but well, they had a better season this year. Todd McClellan's son Tyson was on that team. Uh, he had the 32 points in the 36 games. I just, you know, Kale McCarr, you're not saying he's like 
a, a secret weapon along the lines of what Kale McCarr meant to Colorado, are you? I am not saying that. Unfortunately, I, I'm glad. I, not Nothing against Ian Mitchell, but as an Oilers fan, I'm glad he's not that because uh, that's the last thing we need But in these playoffs. But I think he could be like a Will Butcher kind of player. And, and, and that was a very – Butcher's a pretty effective player in New Jersey or has been. David, what are our chances, in your opinion, that we're going to play? Well, like I've been saying all along, and I've, I just think it's going to happen, Bob. I think I don't see anything getting in the way of it now. So I'm not going to say 100% because you just, but 99.9% sure. All right. Uh, still got the ongoing COVID-19 uh, pandemic coverage uh, with the Edmonton Journal on a day-to-day basis? Indeed, yeah. How do people follow you? For the COVID stuff, at David Staples Yeg on Twitter, and for the Oilers, at Key Staples. Thanks a lot for your time, David. Thanks, Bob. You bet. It's 148 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers now. Uh, where uh, for, well, all the way back to uh, 1998-99, Royal Pizza uh, has been an advertiser of, uh, I'll say mine, because... They have been. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza now has curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. When we come back, we'll get to this day in Oilers history, and we'll talk about an anniversary of sort this day in hockey history. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. It's 152 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Let's go to this day in Oilers history, Brendan. Fading down the wrong thing, Bob. My apologies. It's all good, man. You got a you got a multitask in your role. Yes, sir. Uh, on this day back in 1984, Wayne Gretzky wins the Hart and Art Ross trophies after his 205 point season and was selected to the 1984 first All Star team. Paul Coffey, Mark Messier, and Yari Curry, all who had over 100 points that year, were named to the second All Star team. And on this date in 1980, Gordy Howe retired, technically for the second time. Uh, Gordy was already in the Hockey Hall of Fame, came back after uh, retiring in 1971, played in the World Hockey Association, and uh, retired as a member of the Hartford Whalers at the age of 52. He played more games in uh, NHL regular season history than anybody. He was tough as nails, and... uh, you know, we've had Wayne Gretzky on the show countless times here over the last three or four years, and he still refers to uh, Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe, as the greatest. Of course, Gordie, out of uh, the province of Saskatchewan, a great province. And speaking of Saskatchewan, coming up today at 210, a member of arguably one of the greatest junior teams in history. The Prince Albert Raiders who won the 1984-85 Memorial Cup. They won the WHL Championship. Their head coach was Terry Simpson. Uh, prominent Edmonton area players, uh, Manny Viveros out of uh, St. Albert. They had Dave Pacine, who was an Edmonton guy. David Gertz, who I grew up I grew up playing against all these guys. They were way better than me. Dave Manson was on defense. Uh, they were tough. Uh, Dale McPhee is now Edmonton's police chief. 
He had 75 points that season on that team with the PA Raiders. The next year scored 47 goals and had 106 points. And every year he had over 100 minutes of penalties. And just to put things in perspective in terms of how different hockey was back then, Ken Baumgartner was on that team as well. The PA Raiders had a total of uh, eight players with over 100 uh, penalty minutes plus. Uh, another guy that uh, some guys would remember, a hulking defenseman to pick on the Minnesota uh, North Stars, Dean Kolstad as well. I remember playing against him, and you couldn't even get near him on the ice. One final text from Epstein's mother, who says, Bob, what did you think of the comments from Max Kellerman? Nobody really cares about hockey. It's not one of the major sports. Well, Max Kellerman is a good broadcaster. He's on first take with Stephen A. Smith, who is a huge deal in the U.S. Kellerman really knows boxing. I mean, that's kind of where he cut his teeth. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. And in some parts of the United States, hockey is not a big deal. He did say, you know, there's 20,000. I think he made a comment some to the effect of, you know, go to some of these markets. And there's 20,000 people that care about hockey, and they all go to the games. And I, I will tell you, to me, San Jose is a bit like that. When I go to San Jose... I don't think it's an all, like, you know what? You come to oil country, and you know hockey's a big deal here. So it is a little bit different. Um, he's entitled to his opinion. We don't all have to agree philosophically on everything that's out there. There you go. We'll uh, be back at it tomorrow. A couple of our guests will include for the River Cree Resort Casino, Elliot Friedman, as well as my broadcast partner, Jack Michaels. We're working on a couple other uh, guest fluid situation. Reed Wilkins inside sports tonight. What does his uh, Reed have cooking? Hearing to hear from the executive golf pro and part owner of the Ranch Golf and Country Club, Murray McCourt. I'm going to guess that Reed's going to be golfing out there shortly. Uh, we'll have the Global News Hour from 6 to 7. Reed from 7 to 8. Global News Weather Traffic Update. Again, Police Chief Dale McPhee coming up with Jalen Knight on 6.30 Chet Afternoons. So long, everybody. Have a terrific Thursday. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.